Listener supported. WNYC Studios. What's up, everybody? This is the Empire After Party from WNYC Studios. I'm Joe Zan Cummings, and congratulations. We all survived this episode. I barely survived that scene, to be honest. But what I was living for was the opening scene with Cookie in bed with her new boo doing her thing for mm, three days. That's a good three days. You see what kind of magic happens when you stay in bed with me for three days? Oh, really? So you just want to take all the credit? And yet, she still hasn't seen Laz's tattoo on his back. I know about you, I'm pretty boy. Shut up, boy. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it longer than you. Well, I don't trust him. You don't know him. I'm just saying, Mom. Just be careful. Jamal isn't getting any attention from Daddy, which means he's taking his talents over to Lion Dynasty. That would be so tough. I don't even care. Let's go. <laughs> Check, please. Andre does some sinning to start winning. God has chosen you to be his warrior. Sometimes warriors have to do things on the battlefield that would be repugnant in any other context. And who saw this one coming? Lucius and Mimi taking their business partnership personal to have what is probably the worst threesome of all time. You're just saying that so that I let you go first, huh? Mm. Oh, Lord. Everybody on this episode needed Jesus at some point. One of the scenes in this episode that really caught my eye was when Jamal and Cookie went to go record in the Lion Dynasty offices. You notice the big, bright, colorful wall? That is an empire staple. I always like the sets on the show, the -the over-the-top furniture. It's like an Afrocentric Graceland. Look at Leviticus's plush lounges. Look at the beautiful paneled office. Your eyes could go anywhere. And it's not just the actors that we see. It's what we see behind them. For those of you who have been paying attention, you notice this show is practically an African-American contemporary art museum. I want to remind you of one piece in particular. Let's go all the way back to the premiere episode of season two. Remember Chris motherfucking Rock, the gangster? He cuts off the head of Cookie's cousin and sends it to her apartment where she and her sister Carol unwrap it in the living room. Now, of course, if you see a head in a box, that is where your eyes are going to go. But some people's eyes may have drifted towards the head on the wall behind Carol and Cookie. It's a portrait of a black woman with cropped neon yellow hair pulling a jacket over her mouth. And that painting is called Hold It In Your Mouth A Little Longer. It's actually a self-portrait of the creator. Toyin Oji Orutola, a New York-based visual artist. This was a shocking scene of the first episode of the new season and a pretty dramatic place to highlight a painting. 
Not that Toyin knew any of that. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know who was going to own it, quote unquote. I didn't know what scene or room or whatever. Um, I remember my mother was joking with me. She's like, I hope it's not the young lion. I don't like him. <laughs> he wouldn't own your work. He doesn't have that. <laughs> like, she's like, she knows him. Like, she's like, right. I don't think he would like your, he's not into your work. It would be more Cookie. Cookie would like your work. And I was like, I hope it's Cookie too, mom. She's like, no, I know it's Cookie. Cookie would own it. And I was like, okay. All right. And, and she was right. So, so, so you don't, you don't know when it's going to appear. Do yeah. You, where were you? I mean, <laughs> were you one of the millions of people that were watching? No, you weren't. I actually was out of the country when it okay. I didn't even know. Like, I mean, I knew it was premiering on, I think it was September. That. September 21st. Right, Something right. like that. We'll so, say September. Right, September. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was actually out of the country for a show I was doing. And so as I'm like landing in this other country, my because you know how you turn on and you thank God I had international. Because if I had turned it on, it was just text, 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 phone call, phone call, phone call. Wow. And I mean, I've never had that many phone calls just like <laughs> blow up on my phone after I'm like still in the plane. And I'm like, what happened? Did someone die? Wow. You know, and then, of course, everyone's like, I saw you and I'm fine. And then it was like social media, all this stuff. And I just remember feeling like, God, I wish I saw it now. (laughs) You know, I wish I knew what they were talking about. And then, of course, my friends started sending me screen grabs. And then I was like, oh, this is serious. Like, okay, but then you still have to see it yourself, of course, right? I had to see it. Now, when you you, uh, queued up, the episode. <laughs> were you just kind of like, did you just take the browser and like try to skip to the part that you were at? Like, oh, no, a little bit like two minutes before? I watched or did you it the, the whole, whole way. I, I did it properly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the moment I see the outfit that Cookie wore, I was like, oh, no, this is there it. Because I remember I, I remember this image. And, and then she walks into the room and there it is. It was just like, it was no preparation. I was not ready. And like, it just, it had well, like. that has to be a good feeling. That even <laughs> though you knew it was coming. Yeah. It still hit you in a way like oh yeah totally (laughs) it was like oh my god like even i was like that's crazy (laughs) like you know had the fangirl moment and i was like wait that's my work but why am i acting like what is going on (laughs) and then um yeah but like and it had like a long screen time it was one of those things that like it just at first i was like okay it would just be a couple seconds and then oh oh, wow it's still there it's (laughs) oh okay it's still Mm -hmm. on the screen yeah, it was great. I mean, the whole episode was really intense. Like, it was, it was it packing was, a, a lot of season, stuff. It's season premiere. It was yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, do you, How lucrative is your work being on a national, te- uh, you know, a national television show? How lucrative is that for an artist? I hope it's lucrative. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate in my career. Um, I'm 30 now, and mm-hmm. I I'm started, like, showing in New York, like, five years ago. So this is, like, a huge you know, jump in a way. Um, I hope that, you know, in time, this will be like part of this resume situation that are like, oh, yeah, she was on Empire. Like, she's, Yeah, I mean, know. is there, is, it, does that matter in your world that your work is on a show like Empire or is that more like for the masses? I don't know, actually. I feel like, the, like I said, our world is very small like i feel like the 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 collectors who for instance who collect my work are pretty you know supportive of the arts in general i think regardless of whether they had that exposure or not but i i mean if they're bringing in new collectors that would be great i mean don't you think that there could be a situation where you're appearing at a gallery and they say uh 
you know. Oh, like they, they, yeah. they, they kind of put that as, yeah. a, as, a, as, a, as a credit. And do you feel like that would help in any way? I don't. I actually really don't know. I mean, I think, I think it's all good. I definitely right. think it's positive. I think mm-hmm. that it's there's nothing wrong with having a work in a show that is really groundbreaking. Right. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back for anything. But I really think time will tell. Like it's kind of weird right now because there are some people now who are like interested, and I think I'm starting to see some some kind of like rumblings, but. I really don't know. I think it'll probably be like a while before I see like any manifestation of it. But it's cool to have young people see it. I think that's the thing that Absolutely. really, because I mean, I had like on Twitter, for instance, I had a bunch of young people who were like, oh, wow, that was so cool to see that. Right. I like that. And that's cool. Like, that's kind of nice. And I think that's really what I liked about it. I'm really interested to know how they work with artists, the people at Empire mm-hmm. work with you. So you get this email. Mm-hmm. How many conversations were there and what were those conversations before you signed off on it? I remember getting the email and kind of thinking, okay, is this a joke? Like, you know, how is this possible? But it was actually through a curator that I'd worked with. So she was like, I'm, you know, part of the consultants for this new season. And last year we did King Day Wiley and it was a huge success. And it was a very deliberate choice to have his work in the show. And since it got so successful, they wanted to broaden the reach. So she was like, we really like this piece you did in 2013. Would you like to feature it? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like this one email that happened. And of course, paperwork and all the rest of it happened. But then it just kind of disappeared. And nothing, you know, I just went okay. on with my life. Then the show premiered. And then my social media just blew up <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> Did you notice the art choices that were in the background? And Absolutely. what was your reaction to that? I kind of freaked out, but it was it's such an esoteric world. I mean, you kind of have to know Akinde Wiley to know, you know what I mean? Right. And like, but there's such beautiful paintings that you can't ignore them anyways. Mm-hmm. So even if you see them and you're like, okay, that's kind of a nice prop or whatever, but you'll still notice them because they're so beautifully like vibrant and like interesting and they do reflect the characters of the show, power, wealth and all the rest right. of it. And so I mean, it's just fascinating to me like the show in itself is something that yeah, it's hip-hop, and we've kind of had that kind of, I don't know how to describe it, um, personas explored before. But in, in this case, it's like fashion, it's art. And, and that kind of cultural input is really fascinating because I think a lot of people, particularly minorities, probably don't have a lot of access to that. You know, right. they might know of the art world, but they'll think like, you know, Basquiat or something, you know. Yeah, Basquiat right. is uh, probably like the first artist that I knew about. I knew who Kalende Wiley was because of the work that he did with VH1 right, right. for the Hip Hop Honors. Exactly. Um, did, did you recognize that here is an opportunity for my work to be exposed on a level that no contemporary art gallery or museum could give me? It was kind of – I have to admit I was a bit ambivalent. Um, on the one hand, it was super exciting. I mm-hmm. mean that kind of exposure – is unreal. You mm-hmm. know, you, when my mom was saying, my mother, when she called me, she was like, 20 million people. 20 <laughs> million people. Are you kidding me? Right. My baby. You know, just, <laughs> um, and so like, that, that's an unreal number. But then there's also like, a part of me that was like, is it going to be a prop? 
Mm. which is really a concern because Mm -hmm. it is a show. It has its own narrative and my work is separate from that narrative and now it's suddenly being injected into that narrative and you don't know where they're going to place it. You don't know what scene it's going to be a part. You know, there's Mm -hmm. so many kind of concerns and I mean, I was already honored from the get, but I think once I saw, I I ended up seeing the episode that my work was in and it was a very (laughs) scary scene (laughs) and I just remember thinking, no, picturing that when I was making it at all but the exposure is is interesting it's like there are people who who know my work and mm-hmm. they're like oh my god I screamed when I saw it and then there are other people who are like wait who is that you know and mm-hmm. and have been investigating sort of my career your your bio page says I'm doing black on black on black <laughs> trying to make it as layered as possible in the deepness and the blackness to bring it out mm. And then there's another layer of blackness, if you think about it, appearing in this show mm-hmm. behind these two black women. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there any indication that your work was chosen because of the blackness? I think my blackness is very um, much an integral part of my work, at least my early work. And that quote that you uh, <laughs> that you said, it, it's actually from an interview I did where I – I'm known for working in pen and ink. And yes. so um, I layer in the marks. My my drawings are very detailed and very layered. And the blackness is a very visceral thing. It's something that's very direct and people notice it right away. And so for me, I think it's a really interesting conversation to have it in this show because it's, yes, I'm a black artist. You know, I'm doing these portraits of black subjects. And um, what does that mean for me? And then adding on, what does that mean for black collectors in this show? Fiction, you know, fictional collectors. But right. to have that in their home, it's not only supporting the black sort of perspective and the black experience, but it's also supporting black artistry. It's exploring, I mean, supporting sort of like black expression. Um, I, I imagine your eye always focuses or at least picks up on any art. That's in any frame, <laughs> in any <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that you've seen art on display in other television shows mm-hmm. and other popular mediums. Mm-hmm. Do you notice a lack of black artists who are shown? I mean, I remember watching um, like the L Word like back in the day. And okay. there was like this episode with um, the character Bette Porter. I think it's played by... Jennifer Beals, I think is her name. Um, and there was like this scene with the Kiki Smith on the wall. And I remember being like, whoa, that's so crazy. Like, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that that sort of thing happens actually rather rarely. I, I mean, I think because this show really actively, like going back to what I was saying about my concern about being a prop, I don't think Empire or the people in, in charge of set design and Empire use the artwork as a prop. I think they intentionally place it in, in certain frames for people to see them. I mm-hmm. think people want, they want them to, you know, the audience to see this work and to mm-hmm. see that this is, you know, an artist, maybe of African descent, maybe not, or at least a minority artist. Right. Yeah, and, and giving that exposure because I think they want to show that, you know, the lions right. are, are very cultured and they are aware yes. that there is a limitation of exposure yes. for these artists. And so, yes, this is their home and, and their offices and all the rest of it, but people are seeing them. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I I didn't think about Lucius Lyon the art collector. Mm. But you're you're absolutely right. It isn't like just a uh a display of wealth. Right. 
but also a display in taste. And mm. there's some messaging involved with that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's very – I mean, the art world is weird because there's there's curators and there's collectors and there's directors. And there's all these people who are sort of – I won't say in control, but they certainly influence certain careers and mm. like how things are placed already. So to have this very sort of like – democratic way i mean to have work just of a variety of artists just out there you know without a curator without i mean there were consultants who picked these artists sure but i mean we didn't go through a system it was just people who were like we like your work we've you know we'd like to include it and it's just very kind of egalitarian it's like it's out here and it's on the show and it just allows people to have a little peek into this world which is i think nothing but positive Toyin Oji Odutula is a visual artist based in New York. Her work is one of many works that we see every week on Empire. But let us know, what do we not see? What is your favorite piece of art? You can hit us at Empire Podcast or at C, both on Twitter. By the way, can we for a second talk about next week's episode? We have the biggest rap battle in television history. It is Little Drip Drop against MC Fantasia. One of these people is going to get an ass whooping. And the other one is going to show their ass and come out the victor. I cannot wait. Give me all the popcorn. Until then, I'm Joe Zan Cummings, and I'm out of here like I have a very important phone call to take. <laughs>